Hello everybody, welcome to the this edition of Franchise Radio Show. Privileged today to have with us uh, Darren McAuliffe of Fran Data Australia. Uh, you'll learn a lot more about uh, Fran Data Australia and Darren in this interview where I'm going to pose a few questions to him. Um, but hang in, if you've never heard of them and you haven't heard of Darren, that's all the more reason for you to listen because it's, it's an incredibly uh, relevant um, organisation that's growing rapidly and someone that every franchisor should be aware of and probably be involved with from the point of view of how it can help them grow in their business. So Darren has got a, a, a long background associated with uh, finance, banking and the, uh, and the franchise area, 30 years in actual fact. He's, he's, he's very well qualified as CPA, as CFA, and he was a bank executive across a whole range of areas business banking, risk management, franchising, and so on. So he really knows his stuff, and there's a lot of knowledge there you can tap um, from Darren. Fran Data is um, an organization that's been supplying, um, termed as independent and credible information to support key franchise decisions. It's been operating, in fact, for 25 years, and it operates the Australian Franchise Registry. Um, now, if you'd like to know more, that's where we're about to go. Darren. Hello there and welcome along to our show. Thank you so much for making the time available. Hello there, Brian. Good to, uh, good to catch up. Is there anything you'd like to add to your bio there at all? I'm just trying to give a bit of a snap of uh, who you are. No, I think uh, probably says it all. 30 years in, in banking and finance, and uh, fortunately in the last four or five years in the, uh, in the lending game, I was uh, uh, predominantly involved in franchising, and I thought this is a little bit more exciting than pure Lending, so uh, I escaped, as it were, accounting and uh, and lending. Certainly kept a lot of those uh, skill sets. I think that for the benefits of franchisors in the community. But uh, yeah, that's the background gets us to where where we are today. And then glad to be in the franchise sector. I, I really enjoyed it. So, you know, it's a great cross section of people and success stories that we get to uh, participate. With. Yep, certainly. You won't get any contradictions here. I think all of us and the listeners. Uh, agree that franchising is a, a dynamic and exciting industry with huge growth potential and uh, I just love professionals like yourself that bring in a variety of skills and background. It all adds to the amazing mix that's there. So quick question to begin with, Darren, is how, how long has Frandata been operating and actually who are they exactly? What do they do? Yeah, good, good question. I've answered that quite a few times over the last couple of years. Um, Fran Data is really well known in the US, as you mentioned at the start, it's been operating for more than 25 years there, um, so certainly very well established and uh, it's got some pretty heavy uh, users of their information. And, and what they do um, in the US is they, um, they, they run a, a franchise registry over there, um, there's about 7,000 uh, lenders that subscribe to that service. They do a lot of um, uh, custom research and reporting. Uh, that comes from the massive uh, data warehouse they have of franchise information. They, they collect disclosure documents, Brian. There's probably 40,000 documents they now hold in their library, so their ability to mine data is, uh, is extraordinary. Uh, from that and direct work with franchise brands, they do a lot of work in the finance access um, area as well. So we've only been going in Australia in our third year uh, now um, and, and, you know, delighted with uh, how the sector's embraced what we do. If I was to, I guess, to summarise in three three areas that we work in, we do finance access work, which will really help franchise brands get um, finance. Obviously, there's a connection with my background 
um, and the and the lending side of things. The second thing we do is we run the Australian Franchise Registry. That was launched almost 18 months ago now. And the third thing we do is um, what I would just call broadly custom research and reporting, which is where uh, all sorts of stakeholders and observers of the Australian franchise sector come to us for information that we've gathered, uh, or, or information that we can obtain from the US on global uh, global issues and particularly uh, leading trends from the US. So um, finance access, the, the Australian Franchise Registry and custom research and reporting, Brian. Okay, so a quick question. If I'm a franchisor and I want to know a little bit more about maybe my industry or what's happening overseas, is that an area that I would come to you for and how yeah. would you help with that? Yeah, absolutely. That, that sort of falls into that custom research area and it really is... Um, uh, very much determined by the franchisor's needs. So re recently we had an example where someone said, look, we're interested in taking our concept to the US. What does the competitive landscape look like over there? We could go to our colleagues in the US and they come up and said, look, there's 70 brands in direct competition. Uh, there's 20, 20 on the shoulder and there's about another 10 that we think could participate in it. And then we could go to that, that franchisor and say, look, we can give you a list of those names. Uh, and then when we can drill down onto different aspects uh, from our information base. So we've got a lot of information. If we haven't got it, we go about finding it. So we've done already custom research projects for a few franchisors here where we've actually gone and, and dug on the industry ourselves. We've talked to bank economists, people in property, uh, look at our existing disclosure documents without compromising the the uh, sensitivity of any of the information in there. And we can get information on uh, all types of industries. Okay, excellent. Well, 40,000 disclosure documents launched. That sounds like quite a heavy chunk of data indeed. So who, who are the people, perhaps? You give us some, we're not familiar with all the franchise organisations, of course, but are there some companies you could, you could sort of highlight to us that uh, we'd be familiar with just to illustrate? So, so sorry, in the US or yeah, in a... Yes, yeah, in, in, in the US, yeah. Well, in the US, there's um, look most of the, most of the major brands over there lodge their disclosure documents voluntarily. Uh, in the US, in I think it's maybe 15 of the 50 states, information can be uh, obtained under Freedom of Information anyway. So we are constantly uh, accessing documents for those that are not providing it automatically. But as I said, most provide automatically because they want the transparency of being on the registry. The registry over there is used um, to underpin information for lenders and there's a whole other topic we could probably talk about another day is government-supported lending and the registry plays a very important role in that as well. So US brands, most of the major brands are, are on it. Uh, most of them just provide their information. We've written hundreds of bank credit reports over there for, for many major US brands across all industries. A um, couple of couple of reasonable names. Uh, Google came to Frandata a couple of years ago when they were looking for more information on the franchise sector, and commissioned us uh, to do investigating work uh, for them. So, when when an information house like Google uh, comes to you, recognise you as an industry uh, expert and uh, resource rich. Uh, that's a good um, uh, that, that, that's a good endorsement, I think, of uh, the, the regard we're held in the US in particular. And the other thing too, Brian, is the it's not just individual lenders uh, trying to uh, process transactions, but major banks actually defining their franchise banking strategy and looking for high-level risk uh, lead indicators, uh, engages, particularly in the US, starting to do it more so here. Um, and the other group 
that probably is perhaps of interest to some uh, franchise brands is um, sometimes private uh, uh, private equity type firms who may be circling the franchise sector or particular industries actually come to us to try and define what that market looks like and then perhaps to shortlist some people they might like to try and contact. So uh, you know, it actually forms an exit strategy for some franchisors as well. Well, that's that's a really comprehensive sort of resource there. You've got all that range of things. So in in Australia, perhaps you might, might be appropriate to mention, I, I appreciate it's relatively new early days. Yeah. Are, are there any brands here you might like to, or you're able to just share with us to give us an idea of the sorts of people who've made that commitment and realised recognise in their opinion that it's a valuable uh, organisation to be associated with? Yeah, sure. So on the, um, so in those sort of those three areas, the third one's a bit more sensitive, I can't sort of say the names there, but in the first one for the finance access reports, I think it's fairly well known um, that uh, Snap Fitness in the in the 24-hour gym thing have um, used us to do a uh, credit reporting profiling on their brand. Uh, that's helped them to actually get accreditation with banks, and the banks have been, and rightfully so, quite um, uh, cautious about that industry with the growth prospects and some of the other emerging headwinds that are there. So, so they decided that, that, well, they thought that they had a fairly strong story to tell, um, and they were finding it trouble to get um, uh, some of the banks to, to look at them. So they did a bank credit report, and they were able to get accreditation. So they're delighted with that. Um, other couple of other brands that are well known and have, have given us testimonials are um, Zombrero, the Mexican food um, uh, operators, a very, very strong humanitarian focus. Of course, they uh, uh, they engaged us and were able to get multiple bank accreditations to support their franchisees getting finance. And another very strong example was um, uh, Chocolatiera Sanchiro in Melbourne, um, or Melbourne-based brand rather, who. Uh, uh, who've got multiple accreditations now with, with most of the major banks, uh, again, on the back of their bank credit report. Now, the bank credit report is doesn't give you bank accreditation, but what it does is close the information gap that makes it easy for a bank to say, I like how this brand operates. It's in a language I understand. So, so there are three examples. We're also uh, about to, um, sort of recent ones, about to uh, produce a report on Pandora, the jewellery brand, but very strong business, very strong brand, but again, uh, want the efficiency and a good story um, for banks to understand exactly the, the key risks for them. Uh, Autobahn and the other automotive brands group is uh, is close to being delivered as well. So you know, I could do a long list of all the brands that have used it, but that's a few, and probably most importantly gives you a feel that you know there's four very different industries there. Mm. Um, it's the, the Australian Franchise Registry is is a little more difficult to call out individual customers. I mean, there's more than 100 registered brands on there now, so we're a long way from having 40,000 disclosure documents, but uh, uh, we certainly have made a start um, in, in building the thing there. So we've got some McDonald's, uh, well-known, they're, they're a registered brand. Um, Food Co. is a, it's a registered brand. Uh, Bright Eyes, Pack and Send, La Porchetta. Uh, you know, there's many, again, many different, and, and all those brands I mentioned for the bank credit reports, they're all there as well. So they just, they, a lot of them are renewing and updating their documents now. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of very strong brands there. And the third, in, in terms of clients, um, the custom research is something I can't sort of say who they are. They're public companies. It's sort of specific in, um, I guess it's underpinning some strategic and market-sensitive decisions why they're looking for information. So, I mean, the, the key thing there is it's obviously 
we never disclose anything that's provided to us in confidence. All that information is held securely and confidentially. Um, so they're the sort of the, the franchise brands, if you like. Um, the other great user of our information is um, is lenders because it's, obviously it's a big efficiency play for them. It's making their job a lot easier to say, well, look, there's you know a thousand odd franchise brands um, who who we're going to come up with a lending program for. Um, we will go first to those that give us the information. So a pretty broad spectrum of users there is probably is probably the uh, point I made uh, over over a long time. Brian. Okay, excellent. Well, so that's that's where I think uh, my members and, and people listening here of franchisors, particularly early in their earlier stages of growth, that's where perhaps they would have particular relevance in regards to speaking to yourself to help them get themselves on the on the um, on the agenda as far as banks are concerned for lending. Yeah, and I might just add another point there, Brian, because it's an excellent uh, about sort of new and emerging brands because the average bank has only got 35 brands accredited. Like it's a, it's a minute percentage of our franchise brands. And many of your listeners will know or be finding out that they're generally looking for brands that have been franchising for five years or more and more than 50 outlets. So it is extra difficult at the time you need it the most to get accreditation. One of the things that Frandata does and is well received by the banks and those brands that are participating already is we provide a pathway to that accreditation so we recognise that before you have 50 outlets and before you're going five years, there are some basic pieces of information you can give a lender that flags to that lender, this brand is serious about being lender friendly, this brand is serious about giving lenders good information, do you know what, this is one we're going to have a look at. And this is one we will consider transactions on a case-by-case basis until we can do a full lending program. So it's really a, it's a ticket to the game um, very early, earlier than normal for franchise brands. Excellent. Now, that's my particular interest. That's great. So, um, you mentioned previously, you know, 20 years in banking. Um, yeah. What, what sort of um, inspired you to make the change, I suppose, and, and, and why did you choose Frandata to become involved with? Uh, you are, you know, you're the CEO in Australia, so it's obviously a significant move for you. Yeah, it was, Brian, a big, a big move, and banking is a terrific thing. You get to experience a lot of different industries, a lot of different locations, meet a lot of people. And it was really only the last four years in the in the it was with the NAB that I was heading up their franchising space, and we didn't have a lot of brands accredited either. We accredited about forty brands in those four years, including most of the major brands, and just as importantly, some of those smaller emerging brands. So we felt we were um, working hard for the sector, and we were certainly enjoying good growth from a lending. Perspective and, and broader, you know, products that those clients were taking on, and we were sponsoring awards. But franchisors would come up to you with those awards and say, "That all sounds great, but how do I get accredited?" And you couldn't quite get them through the policy of the day. And they're saying, "Well, that's not much help to me. I haven't been going five years. I don't have fifty outlets. It's not my plan to ever have fifty outlets. What can I do?" And there was no real mechanism there to make it easier for the banks to actually. Um, help they, their franchisees to get finance. So that was sort of gnawing away in the back of my mind for probably a year or two. And then I got approached, there's some people that I had a fair bit to do with and a lot of respect for um, that said, are you familiar with how Frandata operates in the US? Um, would this help you as a bank if you had this information? I said, absolutely. And then the discussion went along, look, they're interested in coming to Australia. They need someone that is uh, you know has a very good understanding of how the banking landscape works here and, and existing franchise all connections 
Um, and, and that's to cut a long story short how I ended up. So it was probably a decision to, rather than be sort of eventually moved out of franchising, this tends to happen in the bank, you move out of an area, so how can I stay in it? And more importantly, how can I keep contributing to what they need? And, of course, there, there's the market gap. was an underlying thing. So that's how I got involved, Brian. I wanted to, uh, you know, I enjoyed the space and uh, wanted to try and put something back in at the same time as, you know, business that I had a genuine interest in. Excellent. Well, I'm glad you did. So I applaud the decision, and uh, I'm here to, to, to certainly encourage you and to encourage your listeners to uh, to find out more because those are key elements you mentioned there about getting getting access to those banks, although you don't meet their key criteria. Because uh, for most for emerging franchises, as you say, that's really the most important time. Like yeah. the, the usual comment with banks is, when you don't need the money any longer, they'll lend it to you. <laughs> <laughs> What's that old joke? You, uh, the bank manager lends you an umbrella on a sunny day and asks for it back when it rains. I, I copped that a few times. So. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. So uh, we're getting rid of umbrellas. So um, I think you've probably explained. I was going to ask you, you know, to how you overcome the key challenges. Would you like to expand on that or do you feel you've already covered that enough from the point of view of well, with, helping people with access to finance? Yeah, so with finance access, I mean, it's just worth um, – just spending just a minute or so on that. I mean, the key thing is, how does a lender know that a franchise brand's good? And even if they're new, how do they know they're doing things that are going to lower the risk for a lender? So we have one side of the equation where franchisors say, quite rightfully, that it is very, very difficult for us to get finance for our franchisees. And they say it is, the lenders don't make it easy. Then you, the other side you talk to the lenders and they say, we don't have a problem lending to any small business, but we need to understand the risk. And the franchise brands don't do enough to actually um, show us why they are a better risk. And we all know that a franchise brand that's got a strong brand and good support uh, behind the individual franchisee, that individual business has a better chance of success. So... This is a mechanism for those franchise brands to say, I may be new, I may be emerging, but this is how I do this and this is how I do that. And most importantly, this is how transparent I am. This is how I propose to operate with lenders. This is the investment I make in training. This is the investment I make in support. This is how I'm going to stop problems happening with my franchisees, which in the back of the lender's mind is code for this is going to reduce the risk of you having a problem loan. So they can start that very early with some very basic information. So that's, the, that's I guess, the, the recap on it, Brian, to say if you're a franchise brand, get lender-friendly because the lenders, to be honest, don't have the time to sift through um, of their own independent research a thousand-odd brands working out which ones they want to deal with. They, they need the franchisor's help to do that for them. Now, the position that Frandata comes from and, and my, some of my personal background comes here as well is... Don't give lenders 100 pages of information they don't need or want. Um, hit the seven key points that actually help them determine whether this is a good risk profile. Okay. Yeah, that's where you come in really is obviously in, in guiding people to get, you say, get those key points, hit them fair and square, but don't make them too, you know, too wordy and unnecessarily sort of detailed and so forth. They just want the uh, essential information. Yes. Excellent. Okay, so so um, the franchise registry. Now, that's something I presume it's available for anybody, whether you're a startup or whether you're one of the longer-term registered franchisors and so forth. The names of who you mentioned a few earlier. So, 
How, how does it actually operate in the real world when we look at that? Yeah, so it's very, uh, for public access, it's free, so anyone can search it for nothing. The The website is thefranchiseregistry.com.au. You just go on, there's a search box, you key in the name of the brand uh, or a little part of that name, and it will show you the brand name. It will show you if it's registered, which means that we've confirmed it's a genuine franchise brand. It will, sh- it will have a status that shows whether their documents are up to date, which means we've seen that. Um, if there's a button on there that will actually flag if they have lender information available. So interesting sort of connection here, Brian, that the registry is actually a gateway to information for lenders. This is how the lenders get the information. I mentioned before there's 7,000 uh, uh, registered lenders on the, um, on the system in the US. This is how they get their information. In Australia, that they ask for it individually. Uh, we haven't quite got that scale yet. Um, but it shows those brands, a public flag of those brands that have created additional information for those lenders. So from a prospective franchisee, I'll say, okay, perhaps that will be easier to get finance or quicker to get a decision if they want to do it or they don't. So the, the registry, um, it costs franchise brands less than a dollar a day to be on the registry, and then they can add pieces of information that promote their transparency, promote their reliability, make it easier for everyone dealing with them. So um, the, it's a gateway to, to better information and it is being embraced and it's growing fairly quickly. And it, you know, the other benefit is it's, it creates our information base that lets us provide information to, to other bodies. Right. So it's, it's a, the way I see it, it's, it's really a, a great flag for credibility, the fact that yeah. you're registered and so forth. So, yeah. I mean, in, in Australia you don't have... I mean, you can be a member of the FCA, the Franchise Council of Australia. That's entirely voluntary. Yes. It's something that a lot of people would recommend. It, that, again, can add to credibility. How do you see the comparison between the two? Is there an overlap or uh, how does that sort of impact in the public domain, if you like? Yeah, good, good question, Brian. I get asked that uh, quite frequently. People say, why would I join the registry if I'm a member of the FCA? Um, and, and my answer to that is um, that the... Friend data and the registry, we're members of the FCA. We 100% um, support the work the FCA does and continues to try and do. Uh, and personally, I've been a committee member on the FCA in Queensland for uh, for seven years now. So we're, we're deeply in, entrenched there. The, the, the There is a, a very strong point of difference. The FCA is a membership organisation um, and they don't collect data, right? They're not geared up for it. They don't have the infrastructure. Not saying they never could, but they certainly don't have it at the moment. We are a research and reporting uh, centre. And the same way we do in the US, our, our desire is to strengthen the capability of the FCA by giving them deeper data to help support their submissions. So in, in the US, we're effectively the research arm of the International Franchise Association. That They engage us to... Um, to, to analyse world franchise markets for them. They engage us for, uh, for information that supports the submissions they're doing for the, uh, for the great quantity of um, political uh, and regulatory issues they come across over there. So um, bottom line, uh, aligned, uh, aligned in providing better information, um, certainly support um, the work the FCA does. Uh, we, we, like everyone, recognise the importance of having a unified voice and uh, we, like many others, recognise how much stronger that voice can be with better information. 
Right, so if, if I'm, um, you know, if, if I'm actually registered, if my franchise group is registered, it, yeah. is there a, is there a recognition that um, my, I'm out of use in my documentation or my website or anything like that? What's yeah, the, yeah, that? absolutely. So, um, so you can use the Australian Franchise Registry logo. Um, the other thing is the uh, you're allocated a registration number, and you can quote that in all dealings as well. We actually provide registered brands with a, uh, a certificate that they can they can frame and, and put up if they, if they like. Um, interestingly, our registration numbers, um, the, all the Australian numbers start with two. In the US, they all start with the number one. It's being the second territory of, of Fran Data. In the US, for all uh, lenders that are participating in government-supported lending programs to the US franchise sector, they're compelled to track their exposures through the Fran Data numbering system. That's the reliance uh, that the US has on uh, Frandata's information gathering and uh, recording of franchise brands. Wow, so it's really woven into the whole into the whole process. Absolutely. Excellent. Okay, so um, what about information beyond the US? You mentioned that in the US they've got, you know, information they've collected and working with the IFA and so forth. Is there information available beyond the US to anybody in Australia? Uh, yes, well, actually, in this, um, we did a report um, a couple of months ago that we put out, and uh, the, the first few pages in that were actually dedicated to the economic impact of franchising in Australia, but also the economic impact of franchising worldwide. And uh, that was um, information that basically came out of an International Franchise Association study, um, the IFA, of course, being the US body, and... Fran Data did the analysis on that for for them in conjunction with the World Franchise Council. So um, certainly we can get information on those. We've got uh, representation uh, in Germany now, not an official office, but a uh, one of our uh, senior research people is is currently working uh, in the German market as well. So the information uh, uh, highway is starting to get get busier. Coming into the Fran Data uh, Global Data Warehouse. Excellent. Now that sounds like a tremendous resource. And we know we know that such a, a large percentage of Australian franchises, once they begin to mature, even fairly early in the piece, expand overseas. And for obvious reasons, uh, you know, that's that's where I believe there's a huge opportunity for the whole country, let alone just the franchise sector, is uh, using franchising as a vehicle. Yeah. To, uh, to grow internationally. I mean, it's a very easy way to export. Um, IP and so forth, and to, to get a revenue, to get income, which um, yeah. we all need to generate. <laughs> okay. yeah. So, um, just to dig in a little bit, if I could pose a question to you, you know, what are you working on currently, perhaps beyond what we've discussed here, that might be of interest to uh, to our listeners? Yeah. So, look, one of the um, one of the things that's probably topical at the moment is um, we're, we're making an enhancement to the registry. Uh, and that is to introduce um, uh, standards, if you like, performance standards, transparency standards. And, and one of the first ones we're going to go with there, and this is the topical part, is actually workplace uh, workplace transparency standards. So we have a, uh, a draft standard in place now. We've got uh, two or three leading law firms that are looking at that and providing comment on it. It's been submitted to Fair Work. Uh, we're waiting on their input back from that. And there's several major franchise brands that are, uh, are reviewing that as well. So that will give the opportunity for franchise brands to meet a certain set of, um, uh, you know, basic standards and flag that on the registry 
um, in terms of how they deal with the whole workplace issue. Given we've had a lot of adverse media um, around uh, workplace relations and employment uh, pay and all that type of thing. So uh, mm-hmm. that's an important thing. And, and look, we can, that's just the first, Brian. I mean, you know, obviously there's OH&S and, and other standards that can be rolled out uh, as well. And, and we're guided by, look, the same way that um, the lender information service on the registry was driven by lenders, actually said we want to know who you're doing this work for so we can access it. Um, we will continue to let the registry evolve from feedback we get from key stakeholders. So franchises also say, we want to show that we're clean with workplace transparency, um, then we will help them come up with a standard to show that and any other things that, that are important to them. That sounds really helpful. That's, 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 that's great, great help for people because it's an area that, uh, you know, absorbs a lot of time and is obviously very relevant uh, continually. So um, um, now, talking beyond that, you mentioned that report. Yes. Um, I don't know. I've sort of exhausted my questions, um, but that's not to say there isn't more to add. Is there anything further you think is pertinent that you'd like to add, Darren? And I know that you've agreed to my arm twisting. You're going to make something available to our to our listeners shortly. Which, if you yeah. just hold on, just hold on the line because then you'll get access to information, everyone. Which uh, I think you're going to be quite surprised. It's it's quite an invaluable resource we're going to offer you that Darren's volunteered to make available just to us only. So this is something that's quite worthwhile. But otherwise, is, is there anything else that uh, you feel is pertinent to add to our conversation? Well, look, I, I thank you for the time, Brian. We've covered a fair bit of ground. I, I think the bottom line is um, better information helps people make better decisions. And that, that's, I guess, the, the closing message I'd probably like to leave with you and your listeners is that Franchise brands um, can be part of providing that better information that um, doesn't just help their brand, but actually helps the whole sector. And the stronger we can make the sector, uh, then you know the healthier and more robust it is for for everyone. So the the, the franchise registry, we really encourage people to do that. It, it's a low cost. Um, it's voluntary. It, you, you don't have to be an FCA member to to be on it, um, and it really creates you know a strong information basis for the, for the sector uh, and promotes transparency. So uh, I would encourage that. I, I think probably uh, it's the unknown that probably hurts the most. And I think when we have adverse media and we don't have a, a lot of hard data to really um, defeat that with, I, I think we, we sometimes let ourselves down as a sector. So uh, if we can provide stronger, better information, uh, we'll, we'll do that. And this is a way for brands to help us to do that, is to actually join the join the registry to supplement the work that we're already doing in the space. Excellent. That's very, very clearly enunciated there. So I, I think for people who are listening, particularly for emerging groups, it's really worthwhile having a chat with Darren because if in any way at all that you can improve your 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 lending opportunities for prospective franchisors, then straight away it's going to be, <coughs> it's going to improve your chances of growing your group that much quicker and added to that credibility. So that's fantastic, Darren. Thank you for your time. I've really enjoyed the chat. So you you did you did respond to my question. So maybe you'd like to just tell us what to, what the offer is that you're making for us. Yeah, thanks, Brian. You you are a uh, you are a smooth talking devil. So um, the. Uh, um, the, the report I mentioned earlier, that's for sale on our website, $365. Uh, 
which is not a big cost for the for what's in there. It's got good coverage of uh, the economic impact of franchising in Australia globally, our regulatory environment. Talks about a few of the key challenges in there, um, and starts to um, show some of the initial data. Uh, extraction that we've done from our uh, first uh, registered franchise brands. So, look, as a special offer to, to your listeners, Brian, um, I'm happy to actually provide that complimentary uh, to them. So, I understand you've got a, um, a a newsletter or a means of communicating with them. So, perhaps if you'd like to pass on my um, contact details and just get them to acknowledge that uh, perhaps a connection uh, with you then I'm happy to provide um, that to your listeners. Um, we'll certainly do that. And I, 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 I just ask everyone, I'm, I don't imagine they would, but just to respect that, so not to sort of share or disclose that or try to unsell it or anything like that to uh, to undermine uh, Darren's generosity. So, look, I've really enjoyed this. It's it's an area I, I'm a bit remiss in not having spoken to Darren earlier um, because it is so important and it's reinforced to me, in fact, opened my eyes a bit broader as to the reasons why Grand data is able to really help us with those number of available, particularly that franchise registry. So I think whether you're whether you're new and emerging or whether you're an established group, definitely need to speak to Darren and definitely need to get that report because that's knowledge that is invaluable for you in your day-to-day franchise discussion. So having said that, if anyone's got any further questions, please drop me an email, brian at franchisesimply.com.au through our website or whatever, and I'll certainly... Uh, pass it through to Darren to, uh, uh, to to answer for you. Other than that, thank you very much indeed. Thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Darren, thank you again for your time. Pleasure, Brian, and, uh, and thanks for the opportunity. And we'll be speaking to you all again when we have our next Franchise Radio Show. Have a wonderful day. Welcome to the Franchise